All right. It is a bonus episode of the podcast. Alex Sherman here with you. Um, and joining us, my co-host, Andy Thom. Andy played in the World Series. He actually finished 12th. Uh, Andy, how you doing, man? Good, man. Just coming off my uh, best finish ever. I think I shot absolutely lights out. Um, had a great week in Vegas. Uh, didn't really gamble too much, which was awesome. So didn't lose any money. Um, had some great food. Awesome time. Great people. Just an overall really great week. So let's talk about your experience uh, this year's uh, World Series. When you when you get into the room, do you notice any any differences from the last time you attended? Um, did you did you find the tournament a little less enthusiastic? I, I heard there was a little less energy in the room. What did you? What were your initial feelings of the room? Yeah, for sure. So, um, I, I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It definitely was less teams than ever. Um, but that being said, I think it was a really, really great group of teams that were there. The people that were there were uh, very friendly. I met a lot of new people. Uh, met some people from the Philadelphia beer pong scene, which is uh, something that uh, this guy Mike Nelson. Uh, Miami Mike is running, which is pretty cool that Philadelphia has a beer pong scene again. Um, met a lot of really cool people. Uh, just an awesome time. I, I think that even though there wasn't that many teams this year, um, it was just a great collection of people together. I mean, I had such fun times. Uh, I did a fucking edible. Hmm. And uh, that was interesting in itself. Um, but that's that's another episode. How did the tournament run? Was I now I hear that the side events were in the, maybe a sports book and the main main tournament was in the, the ballroom. Was that like a distract like how did that play in? Was it was it hard logistically getting around or was it was everything well thought out? Yeah, um the side events in the sports book were actually pretty cool. Um as someone who likes to bet on sports or even just watch sports, I thought that was a pretty cool thing. Because uh, I know a lot of times when we're in the ballroom for the main event, and uh, like example, when we did Splash at the Shore in AC, um, it was March Madness that weekend. And we weren't able to watch any of the games because we were in the ballroom area. Right. Uh, the concert hall. So that was pretty cool. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I really like the space. Uh, the only thing that kind of sucked was Hendo didn't have a microphone, um, so he had to walk around. But shout out to him because he did a really great job of doing it, uh, finding everybody, as well as Grover uh, running a few side events as well. And I, I think it went overall pretty smooth. Uh, B-Pong always puts on a really good show. And, um, you know, that's what it is. It's it's an entertainment thing. It's not it's uh it's a sport it's a game it's entertainment it's all kind of everything wrapped into one and b-pong does a really good job of putting um a really great show together a great week together the venue is awesome westgate's a great casino um i wish it was more on the strip uh side of things but the westgate's cool um the side events in the sports book i thought was a really cool idea I know there was some cornhole taking place upstairs that weekend and week as well. So I don't know if that's why they were uh, pushed down there or if they made the decision to do this ahead of time. I know that there was a post before about mm -hmm. 
potentially not knowing where side events were going to be. Right. But I think they made the great decision putting it in the uh, sports book. It was a really cool atmosphere. There was food right there, which was amazing. Um, there was a bar right there. Everything was very quick. The service was good. Um, and I, I thought it was a great experience. You talked a little bit about the, the, the how the tournament ran. Did you notice any type of technology enhancements that, that you were like, wow, this is great, like, pod play that's something that uh not a lot of tournaments do things of that nature in in the elements of how the tournament was actually ran the main event side of it can you just touch on you know was was everything accessible from knowing that when you were up and where you were up big screens etc yeah so the standings were pretty clear um the games were pretty clear scheduling was very um, easy going and nobody had any issues. I didn't see any fights. I didn't have see any complaints in regards to like, you know, who is shooting first, who has what side of the table. That's all very right. organized with them. Um, so, I mean, I applaud them for that. Uh, this is my second World Series. I went out to Vegas before for the uh, Masters of Beer Pong, the $100,000 tournament they did at Hard right. Rock. Right. Um, in no way did I ever make uh, pod final so I didn't know how it worked to be honest um, I thought it was really cool that you get double elimination in basically Inside every aspect of this thing yeah even after your pod final which uh, Matt and I won uh, because of the uh, yeah, yeah clip, we'll get to the, the clip heard around the world um, we'll get to that in a minute but I just yeah. wanted to, to touch on the technology piece of it and so you're I saying every I didn't see anything additional or new that i haven't seen before um but again like i said i've only noticed a little bit of extra detail this year because i made it to the top 16 and um i didn't understand how pod play worked per se because we've never actually done that i think pod play is really cool i love the idea of double elimination Mm -hmm. i know you know everybody at weeklies has double elimination it makes sense and um it could be something that we implement in Splash of the Shore. Yeah, I believe I believe that's something we need to really look into. Um, when you look at players that were there, did you see anybody like that that was a standout that maybe you would want to play with in you know next year, or or are you going to stick to your partner? You guys finished twelfth, so I imagine you you had a great run. Was there anyone there that you saw as like a standout? We'll, we'll look out for this person next year or in Chicago. Or an AC, yeah, uh, dude. Taylor Weldon shot his face off all week long. Um, I think he mm-hmm. finished second in singles, and uh, I know he played with Austin. Um, they shot really, really well. He's somebody that opened my eyes a little bit to somebody who I I didn't know Taylor was that good. I'm gonna be flat out honest. I didn't know. Um, as you know, with this game. Right. If you've been playing it for a long time, like myself, I, I'm, I in no way am I an elite player. I mean, I like to think I am. I know everybody else doesn't like to think I am. Um, but I've been in the game for over a decade, and I know when sometimes new people uh, tend to show up, they don't really get their choice of partner, per se. So right. I think Taylor is going to have a lot of choices of partners. Uh, as far he- as my partner goes... Matt shot really well. Um, We did very well last year in Chicago. We placed fifth in their 2v2. 
Um, our only losses, I, I mean, we beat uh, some really good teams in Chicago. So it was a no-brainer to play with him in Vegas. Um, that being said, I have no idea what I'm doing next year. Um, my focus right now is on SJ Pong, the Pong cast. Um, you know, we have so many different things that we're a part of and I'm currently not worrying about who I'm playing with in Vegas next year. I know I'm going, I'm absolutely going. Um, I think once you get a taste of that top 16 and Mm -hmm. you know, when they're breaking down those tables and they're making it shrink and everybody's around you and yeah. I think everybody knows that I don't talk very much shit, but I think also a lot of people were watching some of the streams that I was involved in with those top 16 games, and I was talking a lot of shit. Um, it, it's, an, it's a moment that definitely is really awesome. It, it just kind of takes over your body. You don't even realize what you're doing. You're doing things that you normally wouldn't do. Again, like I'm not a shit talker. I just I just shoot cups and... If I make them, great. If I don't, I don't. Uh, but this year really put a competitive spin on it for me. And next year, I, I'm i trying to either find a partner or play with Matt again. I don't know yet. Um, but I'm definitely going for that trophy. Is there a difference? I know we're organizers, and you know that's that's something we do. Is there a difference between being an organizer and being a player? Do you, you When you have that feeling of being at the final table or I'm sorry, in the top, you know, 15 or 16, as opposed to being on the stage in front of a computer, is there a different feeling? What is that feeling like? And what is the difference? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the difference, the feeling is this, I mean, I grew up playing sports my whole life. I think a lot of us in this community did. Um, that being said, when I'm in that top 16, those, those final eight tables, the adrenaline takes over. There's really no adrenaline when you're an organizer. Um, there's a lot of headache when you're an organizer. But from and, from the uh, point of that that satisfaction feeling, you, we, when when you're that far into a tournament, we know where the end is near. We feel satisfied. We gave the people what they want. From oh, that sure. satisfaction standpoint, is that is that feeling the same? I I prefer playing, honestly. Um, I'm a competitor. I love competing. I enjoy putting smiles on people's faces as well more than anyone. Um, but I think playing is where I would like to focus for the next calendar year per se, and really try to make a, a serious run next year at that trophy. Um, that trophy is pretty sweet. It's pretty prestigious. Uh, and I want my, I want my name in that ba- on the, one of those banners and I'm not going to stop until I get it. We are committed to Splash of the Shore too. That's an event that that will be taking place. But besides that, hey, good good luck with the uh, with the player side of things. I know that's going to be now. How how is your schedule going to change? Is it going to change at all? Are you going to dedicate more time to practicing, or how is how do you, how are you going to gear up to Vegas next year? So yeah, I mean, I never practice. Uh, I've been playing this game so long. I don't think I need to. Um, I think a lot of this game is. Of course, repetition, which would involve practice. But like I said, I don't really practice. I don't think a lot of people practice. I think I will be showing up at uh, Drewby's on Friday nights to come up there and take some money and and, uh, take some names. Um, 
I know they have some dungeon duels that I'm interested in up there. Mm-hmm. And I in no way, when I walk in that place, feel like I'm the best player in that building. And I know nobody thinks I am. But I'm damn sure going to prove that I am. Talk about um, your impressions of Pong Connect. I know they were out there running side events. And they had, um, <clears throat> from what I gathered on on video, they had about five, four or five tables of the electronic version. What was your impression of their setup and you know their their basic uh, formula or format? Yeah, Pong Connect was cool, man. Um, it's definitely a way different game. I mean, example, I played in their thing to qualify for their top sixteen, and for three days or something, I think I was thirteenth or twelfth or something. And they right. base it off of how many points you score. And it's a neat concept. Um, I just, uh, with the points, I sometimes think that the better player doesn't win. And what I mean by that is um, my first game, I made like seven out of my first nine shots. And then mm-hmm. I ended up losing on, on like a buzzer beater. But it was how- very interesting. It was cool because they have the time concept. They have rounds right. and things like that. So you can only throw a certain amount of balls. It's not like you can get yourself involved in a seven overtime game. Like this is just, you know. It, there's a lot of pressure. It's pretty neat. I, I know Ivan will be on on a future podcast episode, but briefly, can you just describe how it's different from you know normal pong? Like, do you do you have an insight of, you know, will this will this one day become something that can can host a hundred team tournament or or so on? Well, yeah, it certainly can. I mean, I think they just hosted when we did Splash at the Shore in AC in March. I think they hosted. Uh, pong connect world championships in hong kong i don't know how many teams don't quote me right um but i know there were some usa players that went over there and flew over there um billy hendo pop and uh i forget who their fourth was but it's definitely something that could grow i mean it's really neat the lighting is cool everything about it is like super futuristic it's edgy it's different and and i personally i think you know this as well. I've always wanted to incorporate like some type of clock into the game. Not right. necessarily a shot clock per player, but definitely like a clock for every game because I've always felt that clocks help games run more smoothly in a sense that like if you have 10 games going and you give everybody 10 minutes and that's just what it is, the, that's just what it is. But you can run things a little more smoothly that way. I like that concept. I think Pong Connect is on to something. I really do. Uh, it, the, the edginess, the futuristicness of it, the lighting, the, the ideology of it could attract that younger player into something. Um, the one thing I would say is the table is much higher in my Mm. opinion than like a B pong table. So that's a little different. And I'm sure, uh, I can speak for myself when I say I didn't want to shoot on those tables while I was at the World Series because I was afraid that it was going to mess up my shot on the B-Pong tables. And I think I did a good job of not playing on them when the main event started because, you know, look where me and Matt finished. So, If you were to weigh out this, you know, the weekend you were in Vegas, positive, negative, pros and cons, where would you rate, you know, your experience as far as that goes? Were there a lot more pros than cons, positives and negatives? And if you could just touch on some of the positives and negatives that you experienced yeah uh i mean this was definitely my best trip obviously it's my highest finish ever so that probably has a lot to do with it um i 
didn't really do the Vegas experience like a lot of players did. I really was focused. Um, I knew me and Matt had a, a, a damn good chance at um, making that top that top sixteen and and potentially going even further. And were for not a few things. Um, we, maybe we do go further. I'm not really sure, but uh, I thought it overall was a very positive week. Uh, I got some great food in. Um, I did a little bit of sightseeing, but I mean, I, dude, I was in bed at like 10 30, 11 o'clock right. all week. And um, a lot of that had to do with the fact that I was high as balls all week. <laughs> but and, but you also know, you wanted it, to be in, in form for the tournament, right? I mean, yeah, you wanted I, to have a I little want, edge. I wanted good sleep, man. Um, yeah. I know in the past I've seen people do things like just take an absolute shit day two because day one they went out and did the vegas thing um i've been to vegas before i've been the clubs there i mean me and you have been there together um you know we've done that already yeah i've I've done the vegas experience i don't need it um it's not necessarily my favorite thing anymore uh 10 years ago maybe uh but yeah no my focus was primarily winning I wanted to really, this was the year that I went to Vegas to put my name out there. Um, and like I said, Matt played very well. So hopefully his name's out there as well. And, you know, I, I right now, I, I would be leaning towards making another run with Matt. I, I really enjoy our chemistry. Um, but Matt, Matt, just so people are informed, Matt, what's his last name and where he's from? Yeah, Matt Martin. He's from Cleveland, Ohio. Okay, there we go. And Just in um, case anyone wanted to know. Yeah. And uh, as far as negative, um, there really wasn't much negativeness to the week, Mm -hmm. to be perfectly honest. And that's not even me just being that guy and saying, like, nothing was bad. Um, There was a few things I didn't like towards the end of the event in my games where, as you know, as I said earlier, I don't really talk much shit. I definitely never cross the plane of the table. And... um, and I'm not going to complain that that's why we lost, but yeah. there was definitely a scenario where there was a cup pulled in one of my games, and then there was a scenario where the guy continued to be a repeat offender, and there were not cups pulled. And there are streams of me like pointing that out and saying, "What the fuck," you know, things like that. Right. Um, but again, you know, these guys do what they can to make the experience be good. They don't want to take cups away. Nobody wants to take cups away. I, I never want to take cups away as an organizer. I think it's. It's pretty shitty, but at the same time, um, I think rules just if there's rules, they need to be followed. And I, one of the things I love about Matt and BC, um, the champions this year and last year, which is, we just a reminder, we're going to have an interview that I just did today up of them. Um, probably, um, today's the 17th of July, so probably today or tomorrow. Just go ahead, and I just wanted to point that out. Yep, on the podcast. Uh, which yeah. you can get on iTunes now, uh, the yeah. Apple podcast app. So that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, the, the only thing I would say is again, like there's rules, there's rules. One of the, one of the things I admire about troop unchained or whatever they're going to call themselves going forward is, um, they, they play by the rules. They don't talk a ton of shit. The shit they talk is respectful. It's not like over the line. Like you're not talking about people's, yeah you know and they and they brought things and all that shit like 
they brought that up in the interview too. So they get a little into detail and in, in depth of why they do that and, and, and what, what that means to them is it an advantage or not. Yeah, I so, think, I think that helps the game grow. Honestly. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of the really, really cool attributes that those two have. I, I think they're just really stand up dudes. And I mean, you know, I'd go to war with them any day. Now, uh, that being said, hey guys, uh, if you want somebody for Beast of the East, <laughs> I know they talked about that too. The New Jersey team that they're on, I believe it's Blueprint, um, and that I believe they're just looking yeah, for Chicago. Well, no, for Beast of the East. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so ba- now you you've you've given us your experience. Do you do you see that in talking to people out there that they would echo your same experience, or did you see people? maybe have a different type of experience or would you say that everyone's pretty much in tune and in line with what you had mentioned? Yeah. So, I mean, again, this year I went there as a competitor, right? So, um, at the same time, um, I think it's understood that myself, you and some of the other organizers across the country, we wear like 50 different hats, right? So, um, as being one of the co-hosts of the Pong cast and things like that, I'm also looking at things and trying to see, you know, what people's experiences are like. And like I said, I ran into some really cool people from Philadelphia, um, became friends with them on Facebook, of course. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I had a good time. I actually played with one of them in the uh, randoms tournament, Lewis uh, McCaffrey. And I think I'm pretty sure this was his first time there. And cool dude. Uh, can't wait to go play in Philly. And, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to beat them. But, um Excited well, that the community is growing again across the river from us, and that maybe will bring excitement enough for me to want it and us to maybe do some weeklies. I, I'm not really sure yet, but um, it's exciting to see that the game is growing. I'm, I'm very happy to have met a lot of new people this year, um, played some cash games, actually didn't lose a single cash game, which was awesome. Uh, I'd lost one game where it was for a drink or something to spare you. Um, what was, what was the, the vibe with uh, Brandon Marks not being there? Was there a lot of talk about it, the band itself, or was it just like kind of like not, not said or, and just understood? I think it was definitely understood. Um, some of the things I, I think I saw maybe some of his shirts or something were there. Someone was wearing his shoes or something. I think I heard that. I thought mm-hmm. that was pretty funny. Um, it's a nice way to honor the guy. Uh, I do think that the bee pong urinal cakes were a little tasteless and stupid. Um, I think that a lot of these people just need to iron out their differences and, and for the record, though, we figure don't know. For the record, we don't know that we don't know who did that. Yeah, Yeah. we don't. We're not. We're not saying that Brandon did that. It was Pong Stars. I'm not saying it's Brandon. I'm not saying it was anybody. Uh, I am saying that I was taking a piss and I saw him. (laughs) You're just stating the fact. Correct. Yes, I'm not placing any, pointing any fingers any directions. Um, I I think it was stupid though. I mean, I know the one year they did it to whatever Schiffman or something with his face, and 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 even that was stupid. Um. But I guess it's all in fun, and, and everybody had a good time. Listen, B-Pong threw a great tournament. They always do, and I'm looking forward to next year. I know, uh, I, I think we're having Billy on um, in a couple next weeks week. yeah. or something, yeah, to talk about pricing and, and 
and how things are going to go for next year's tournament, which is in June um, instead yeah. of July, which is pretty neat. Um, it would be cool to be home for 4th of July. I mean, we live right by Philly. It's the home, you know. And the shore. America. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we, we have the best of both worlds. Yeah. Um, it, don't, don't get me wrong. It's not, it's not the worst thing in the world being in Vegas for July 4th either. It's also pretty fun. I bet. I bet. Um, when we when we t- when we look at it, do you think Brandon will be back next year, or do you think that that'll that'll be a standing type of deal? Personally, I think that Brandon and Billy and Hendo and whoever I don't know if Brandon has anybody else on his team with Pong Stars or not, but personally, I think that eventually they're they're going to get over this. The, the work rift. something out. I think the rift will end, and um, and I hope it does. Uh, yeah, we all do. I, I think for the it's good, of good the community. for everybody. Um, I think everybody knows that Pong Stars has some pretty big plans, and that's great. And I think Beer Pong will always be in Las Vegas. It's the World Series of Beer Pong. It's the mecca. Um, if Pong Stars wants to create a competitive marketplace, branding marketplace, whatever they want to do, that's great too. It just means that there's more places for me to show that I can actually play this game, and I, for one. Love that. I want to talk about the viral video, the community viral video that <laughs> you were involved in, actually. Um, one of my last topics here. It, now, let's just go back to the game. For those of you who haven't seen it, I'm sure you could find it on one of the community pages. Yeah, I think it's a Tiff. Um, Tiff Solomon was live. She shot the video. When it happened, yeah. And now, since then, I'm sure it's up over 10,000 views or something, or 11,000 so views. For, it's really for those, funny. <laughs> For those of you who haven't seen it, can you just describe being there, what happened, and, and what were the ramifications for yeah, what yeah. happened? So that game is uh, Pod Finals. Uh, Matt and I lost to um, Johnny and Lewis and in the winner's final to go to the Pod Final. So we had to battle back from the loser's bracket, which we did. And then we had to double dip them. And the first game, I think we beat them by like six or something or five. I mean, we rolled them. It it wasn't even close. And then game two was a little bit more competitive as they typically always are. Mm -hmm. And I I believe we were down four, three, um, match shot. And I mean, I talked to Lewis about this, uh, the guy who bumped his head or what's Lewis's last name. Ramos, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, so, and that was the first time I, I, I really met him. So if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Um, okay. I, I mean, I know his partner. I played him a couple times at like some Pong King things. Um, so basically Matt's taking his shot. I'm not really sure if I had shot already or not. <laughs> because what's funny about that is like, Every time I see the stream pop up on my feed on Facebook or wherever, I tend to fast forward to the, you know, the, the fall incident, part, the fall yeah. around the world. Um, so describe but, describe what what was going on there. What what was the situation? What actually occurred, dude? So again, as a guy that doesn't talk much shit, I'm talking a lot of it, and I'm I feel like I'm in the, these guys' heads. Yeah. Um, you know, we we whooped their ass game one. No questions about it. There was 
no there question. wasn't a prayer they had and you know we were going to game two for sure right. so and it was fitting because we definitely deserved a three game series against these guys after they beat us the first game so badly and mm-hmm. i shot terrible in the first game against them um in the winter final so but anyway yeah so going through that moment it's it was pretty surreal honestly i've never seen anything like that um so match shooting and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Lewis is running over with his hands up, screaming. I see him trip, and the table flipped upside down. Now, I've seen <laughs> tables get bumped into, and, like, maybe one or two cups fall out of the rock, or, like, half the water's still in one cup. Does it count? Does it not? I have never, in my 10 years of doing this, seen an entire table flip upside down. And someone be forced into rebuttals at that point was he and, drunk i mean i think we were all drunk at that point because i mean did that, that cause him to slit trip or was it just so like i a- talked to him about it and he told me that the security guard i think it was a security guard it might have been an official from Pong. i'm not sure um but mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure he said security guard was next to him and then uh he made his move to come the table and put his hands up so matt would miss or whatever and uh as he did that the security guard kind of got spooked in a sense and he spun his body and he tripped over his foot and that was the end of that um i saw like he tried to like when he was sliding on the ground like he put his arms up was that just trying to like avoid the table like no so i think he was putting his arms i think he had his arms up to distract and his arms were up the whole time anyway while he was distracting. And then on top of it, he tripped with his arms up while he was still distracting. Like, it, it all happened so fast. Honestly, it was just, like, the funniest thing ever. And, um, you know, I feel for Lewis. I do. Yeah. Uh, it's not a way I want to advance to the, to the uh, top 16. But... So what, what was the ramification for that? Yeah, so, I mean, we had three cups left on our side. So we have to go to a table, like, one or two tables to the left of us and um mm-hmm. they they get put in rebuttals i mean they they knocked over their table with four cups so all four cu- of those cups count for us for as you if, right. as if we made last cup and right. they have to rebuttal three and they missed the very first shot and i mean how are you going to fucking rebuttal after that you know what i mean like you can't yeah i, I don't even defeated. think i like i don't even think some of the greats the best players could have rebuttaled that. Like I just, it, it's such a moment that probably, I mean, I can't imagine it ever happens again. And this is definitely a once in a lifetime thing. And it was caught on video. So that's, uh, yeah. Know, that's, and especially at such a huge event, the world does, she, the, the does Tiff have the actual full video that she could put out. I'm pretty sure it's on her Facebook. Cause it's a part of a live stream. She was streaming, um, BC and Matt's game, which was the table next to ours. Their game ended, and mm-hmm. then she switched over to uh, my game because obviously I'm from New Jersey, and she's yeah from New Jersey as well. So yeah, I mean, I have I haven't seen all lives. I've seen was the clip. I mean, I, if she has the full video, that'd be cool to put it's in. All, it, it's definitely on her Facebook still for sure. Okay, uh, but you have to like fast forward through all of Matt and BC's game, and then and then it gets to it's it's like towards the end of that live stream or whatever, but. It's it's the one thing that sucks about that is it wasn't like the quality of the video sucked because the service wasn't very good in the ballroom. Mm-hmm. So that kind of I wish the quality of the video was better because 
maybe somebody like Barstool Sports or somebody like that would pick it up. And you know what? That's just nothing but good publicity for the World Series of Beer Pong. I mean, yes, that sucks for Lewis, but Mm -hmm. that could bring 50 or 60 teams. They'd be like, what the hell is the World Series of Beer Pong? A lot of people don't know about this event, um, even though it happens every single year in in the desert. So it it was funny to be a part of. It sucked that I won that way, and I embraced Lewis and Pabs after that game so many times, so many hugs, just... A lot of I'm sorry that happened, and but I mean it couldn't have happened to a better guy because Lewis has been nothing but really funny about it and just able to laugh at himself, which is great. Was his partner mad at him, or was he was he like no, know, he shit, wasn't mad. Shit happened. Just like damn, like this is how we're going. You know, like this is how our run's going to end. And they were shooting great. Mm-hmm. They literally, I think they went eleven and one or something. Do you think the they would have beat you that game or? Um, no, I don't because I think Lewis and I were having a really, really good verbal back and forth across the table. And, um, I mean, at that particular time, Matt was shooting really good. I was shooting really good. And, uh, those two definitely had better games that week for sure. Well, what were your impressions of uh, Pop and Kessler going six and six in the p- prelims? Um, Pop had a rough week. <laughs> he uh, did something to his foot at the pool before prelims or something, and it, he had a rough week. Uh, I'm not shocked that they did what they did. There's the thing. Even though there was only 120 or whatever teams there were, they were all, they were all pretty good. Right. Um, we looked at our schedule. I didn't know a single team I played and uh, we went nine and three. And I mean, we could have gone 12 and 0, I guess if you think about it, we beat an eight and one team um, to make them eight and two and, and make us eight and two. And there was a loss there on day one with the earthquake that happened. That was, mm-hmm. that was crazy. Uh, so I mean, like we could have we could have had a better prelim record, but I'm happy with everything we did. I'm happy with the whole week, and uh, I just thought it was over. I, it was my best trip to Vegas. That's all I can say. And there he is, Andy Thom. Thank you, thank you so much for the review. Um, the last question I would have probably is, what do you think for next year's tournament? What do you what do you what do you envision? Do you think there will be more teams there, um, or do you think you know it's a slow climb for next year? For Vegas? For Vegas, yeah, World Series. Uh, I think they'll probably have close to 250 teams next year. They'll double it because they paid everybody, or, or at least the champions up front, and that's that goes, um, you know, that's huge. It's with the situations they had with payments last year. And most people being paid before the tournament started this year, and then the champions getting paid day of. And I think they also paid out a few side events day of, if I'm not mistaken. Um, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure they did. Uh, that goes a long way, especially in this community. And, I mean, if I saw the amount of people that were watching streams wishing they were there, um, you better believe that next year is going to be better. Andy Thom, co-host of the Pongcast and uh, 
co-founder of SJ Pong. Thanks for hanging out and uh, giving us your review. Um, and we'll uh, talk soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, guys, there it is. Uh, your bonus episode of the Pongcast. Be sure to check out this week. Uh, we'll have Matt and BC. And next uh, in the coming days, we'll have Billy Gaines uh, back for a review, as well as uh, Mike Vitt and Ivan from uh, Pond Connect, Mike Vitt from uh, Beast of the East. And uh, Brandon Marks will be stopping back on. So that's kind of like what kind of what we have coming up. Thank you guys again for listening. Uh, you could subscribe to our channel on Apple iTunes or SoundCloud. Go to uh, the Pondcast, um, and you can uh, you could subscribe. Thanks for listening to the Pondcast.